Hey guys, how are you? Welcome. I hope you're super well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're having a good time as much as you can, learning new things. Here we are, another episode uh, of Coffee with Mirko. So, welcome, welcome all. Um, just, you know, grab yourself a cup of coffee, whether it's night time or morning, it's all right, I'm doing mine. And uh, whilst I'm brewing my AeroPress, we will be talking about our next guest a little bit, and he'll, he'll do a better job introducing himself. Uh, today we are uh, gonna chat with uh, Danny Andrade. I'll be back. I just got the hot water right here. So wet the filter paper. Uh, so yeah, we have Danny Andrade. Danny Andrade is a uh, is amazing individual. I've seen him around because he's uh, also a ACA uh, judge during competitions. But he's also the 2018 Tea Brewer Champion. So it's not coffee, but he's also a coffee roaster. So I'm really intrigued to ask him about his passion connection between coffee, tea, farm, origin, judging, and all his passions. So really looking forward to it. It's a three out of three this week. Uh, this is a packed week. We're going to have a guest every single day, all the way to Sunday. And at the end of the episode, I'll tell you who's coming next. Today I decided not cap. It's a uh, hair I don't care kind of day. Um, also because uh, Danny has the most amazing hair. So we might talk about his uh, his hairstyle because uh, I'm aiming to grow my hair too. So he can teach me a thing or two. Uh, but without further ado, I'm gonna bring him on very soon. Today we're drinking still. The Teruno Nayarita Mexican Coffee by Gridlock Coffee Roasters. I got this at my local shop. It's a it's a coffee roaster that I it's sort of new to me. I haven't drunk too much of their coffees. It's pretty tasty though. Um, I do love uh, Mexican coffee. I think that lots of good origins are coming out of Mexico, and uh, yeah, this is one of them. So I hope you guys are well. Hope you have a cup of coffee like myself, otherwise the show wouldn't be called Coffee with Mirko. I like these sessions to be sort of like a communal table at a cafe where we're having a professional from the coffee industry uh, like Danny, as well as a little bit myself. I've been in the industry for about 10 years and we're all having a coffee together, talking coffee. You can ask questions. I like to keep a schedule of questions from myself, but here and there I can read yours and towards the end if there's a lot of Q&A it's going to be open Q&A so stick around especially if you've got questions around roasting, competing, uh, questions on the judge point of view because uh, Danny is also a judge in the competitions uh, as well as tea. Um, I'm actually a good, you know, I enjoy a good cup of tea so we'll, we'll talk about it with him, what it means to compete in a tea comp in competition. Um, and yeah, I hope that you've been enjoying the show. If you are, please um, tell your friends and family. I like this community to grow and see us going, uh, where we're going, because it's been uh, it's it's been fun. I've been really enjoying the conversations uh, that we had so far with lots of guests, lots of variety. So let's say hi to a few people. Hey YZ, 
Jay Brooke, Chris, Kami, Ishin. You're fulfillment. I like that. It's all about fulfillment. I get you, Phil. Um, and Puppies, Alzira, Unicorn Factory, and Danny. Danny's already here. Uh, Jay Brooke, just tuned in. What you got? Hey, Jay Brooke. Today we go uh, coffee wise. This baby, it's a Mexican uh, single origin, natural. And as far as uh, guests, we got Danny Andrade, this amazing coffee professional who uh, spread all his skills and talent across different uh, areas from judging to roasting, uh, to work for a coffee company, like Z uh, I believe still Zest, um, as well as tea. Um, and I think that, you know, Tea is a very underestimated beverage, so he's a he's a champion in brewing tea. So we're gonna ask the relation between tea and what he thinks. And uh, you know, as usual, open forum, open mic. We'll keep it casual. This is coffee with Mirko. Grab yours and let's have some fun. Mine is nearly done. Here we go. Clean that later. I got coffee. I got you guys. We can get started real, real soon. Before I get Danny in, let me say hi to a few of you guys. Silvanok, Maril Duck, Israel, Mohammed, both three. Damn, some of these are difficult usernames. But without further ado, we'll add. Okay. I think I should have music. Introduction music. It's, uh, yeah, I think I should have music. But anyway, that's a different thought for another time. All right, we're waiting. Hello. Hello. Danny, what's hey. up? How are, How are you, you, buddy? Very nice to meet you. <laughs> Good to meet you uh, live online. Uh, first things first, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing awesome, as usual. Always positive thoughts. Um, always uh, drinking amazing coffee. Uh, and, um, yeah, we, we love to be here in Australia. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, doing, I'm doing awesome. Good. Good to hear, man. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think in Australia we're pretty lucky. Mm -hmm. And uh, we should be grateful of the... Uh, so far, obviously, we, you know, respect the victims, uh, even in Australia, uh, but in all scheme of things, uh, we've been luckier than many other countries where, unfortunately, the death toll and cases are higher. So hopefully we can all, in Australia, get out of this in a, in a quicker quicker way. Uh, but yeah, look, we should be very grateful for the situation. So absolutely. Um Quick mention, man, I'm trying to grow my hair. So that's why I always wear the cap and the beanie. Yeah. Um, your, hair, your hair are amazing. Like, uh, we all know Thank your you. hair, you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Danny, um, aside from your hair, um, which you can tell us many stories, I'm sure. Um, you know, my first question is usually the same. It's like, just tell us how you started your coffee tea judge roasting journey because you know give us a little bit of insight yeah. 
it's a long journey. Um, I just go back a little bit before I start with Please. coffee. Um, I start in the hospitality industry when I was 16, mostly because uh, I need to help at home. I need to, you know, um, put food at home, uh, help my mom, help my my brother and sisters. And so I started working in hospitality when I was 16. At the same time, at the same time studying uh, music. Uh, and I start really as a um, waiter. And then my career um, went through uh, behind the bar as a mm. bartender mixologist. Gotcha. So my, pas my passion is hospitality. Uh, it was at first sight. Uh, the first day I worked um, hospitality was something I thought, well, that's, that's what I want to do. Even I was studying music. Um, I was studying um, TAFE, uh, mechanical engineer. Yeah. And my, my, my path just completely changed because of the hospitality industry. And gotcha. then, of course, um, uh, my career went for a long time as a mixologist, as a bartender which I loved so much. And before coming to Australia, I, I have to save some money and I decided to find another job. Um, I used to work at night, of course. And then I found this um, amazing place which called Santo Grão uh, in, in Sao Paulo. It was one of the first specialty coffee companies in, in Sao Paulo. And I remember from today, the first espresso I had, I was like, wow, this is incredible. I want to do this for my whole life. At that point, <laughs> my life in coffee, it just starts. So everything I, I was thinking about was learning was coffee. So I want to, you know, live coffee, breathe coffee, you know, be with coffee all the time. And at the same time, I was uh, saving money to leave Brazil to experience a different, um, you know, different horizons, different culture. And at first, uh, my idea was to go to Italy because my mom has a background in Italy. So I was getting my uh, documents and everything to go to Italy to apply for my citizenship. And that got too complicated because Brazil um, is very hard in relation to, to this. And I decided to um, research what other place I could work in the coffee industry, learn different culture, um, and, you know, uh, up my skills. And connect, connect with amazing people. And I end up coming to Australia. So from, from here, from Australia, I work in many different areas, well, so we can talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing, and I I do thank you for sharing that. I I, I have a lot of respect because obviously we are so connected um, in this world, but we still sometimes forget that everyone has their story. We all have our own story, and uh, I mean uh, Brazil has. I mean, I'm a big fan of Brazilian movies, for instance. My two favorite countries for foreign movies, this is a true story, yeah. Brazil and South Korea. Uh, but that's very far from coffee. But for me, like, 
even though it's just movies, I have a few, obviously, you know, a few Brazilian friends, but, um, you know, it, it's hard. It's rough. And uh, when you need to put food on the table, you do, you do what you can. Um, I, think that, I think that in the Western countries, uh, more than anything, that, that doesn't really happen too often um, because there's a fear of judgment of like, oh, I'm just a waiter. But you're not really a waiter. You're, you're providing for, for your family. So I think there is such a depth to it. Um, it's, it's just a title um, that, you know, people are, uh, catch, catch themselves on. But thanks for sharing that. Um, so obviously, and this is what I love most that we get, down to that later on about passion, but you know, you talked about music, then you talked about, you know, you, you, coffee kind of found you, um, which is something that I've been reoccurring with more and more guests on the show. It's like, you're not looking for a coffee, coffee found you, which is, uh, which is a nice way to put it. Um, so what, what, what did you do first in Australia as far as coffee goes? I mean, was it barista or just like from the ground up, I'm assuming? Yeah, um, good question. Um, in in, in uh, countries as South America or, or, or mostly South America, we, we come here and most all of us, uh, we don't have uh, English skill. Actually, I didn't speak at all, zero. Same as me, got you. Zero. So I, I, um, but I have, I have a purpose, I have a goal, I have a vision, and that was coffee. And that was learning different culture. So I came here and a lot of friends said, oh, maybe you can start as, as a cleaner, you know, uh, find something like to start with. Um, nothing wrong with that, but I have a purpose and I want to start straight with coffee and I, I chased that. I, I looking for places they, they were looking for uh, baristas. Even in that time, uh, I thought I was a barista, but I wasn't. So I, I had, I, I'm a lucky guy. My wife always say to me, I'm a very lucky guy. I just was in the right time, right place. And I found the perfect job for that time, which was, um, uh, in the Queen Street Mall, uh, just making coffee during the weekend, work as a bartender during the week, 20 hours a week, paying my bills, paying um, you know, my food, and at the same time enjoy having fun because uh, I had a lot of fun when I came here, right? So you, you party a lot and then you of meet course. a lot of people. You want to you wanna learn as fast as you can to start communicate. And that was the beginning from there. Uh, of course, he went to a long journey um, as, you know, as a breeze, as a roaster, as a judge, um, as a competitor, um, and many others uh, parts of the coffee chain, which is I set my mind just before coming to Australia, I want to learn as much as I can in each part of the coffee chain. Okay, so... Let's let's actually narrow it down because we kind of go into that direction, and I can jump off questions. Um, well, first of all, that was in Queensland to start with. Queensland is one of the most popular uh, restaurants in um, Queen Street Mall, uh, Jim's on the Mall. Cool. Uh, 
Obviously, yep. you chose Queensland because you were like, look, I'm going from Brazil to Australia. <laughs> I need the heat. I need the sun. I, I, I feel you. I know what you're saying. Okay, okay, I see. Um, so, you know, what's let's let's think big here. What's your framework? What's your um, what's your ultimate goal? You know, let's just let's just play here just to get a better understanding because you know you touch base on mixology, roasting coffee, tea, music, like, okay, let's just play for a second here and think big. What's your ultimate goal, I suppose? My ultimate goal is um, communication. Um, communication between the coffee industry itself. Uh, doing, uh, working in different parts of the coffee chain, um, I realized the communication between us it's is it's um it's lacking of depth and understanding from each other so i think that's my 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 big uh thing and of course uh, explore experience different experiences which is always gonna add you um you as a copy professional a value and uh a big thing i have uh as uh, danny andrade is inspire people, motivate people also. Cool. Now, I'm just asking because, you know, there's a lot of passions and sometimes we kind of get caught up into the what is going to make my livelihood, what's going to make my money. So I'm very passionate about this topic because I see a lot of people conditioned and a lot of people influenced. Um, and this, I'm coming from a place of non-judgment, um, you know, I grew up in a household in Italy where, you know, it was all about uh, getting getting a safe job. Getting, you know, it's a small town in Italy, but it's still like, oh, you know, if you can get a good job uh, in the in the city town, uh, you know, then you work there, you can build a family, you can look after yourself, it's safe, um, and you know, you make us X Y Z, and you're gonna save fifty, sixty percent of that, and you keep saving. You know, when you grow up, when you go that voice, you know, from behind, uh, it was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's what I'm meant to do. But then I realized from a very young age that wasn't, that wasn't me, um, you know, and it's like, but then that influenced me early stage of my 20s of like chasing more money. And then I understood that it wasn't about money. Uh, it was about <clears> passion, <throat> which for me is, is people and communications and social media talking and coffee industry taking that long and, um, it's definitely influenced me. But the lucky thing, it was like both my parents, the other voice was like, as long as you're happy, we're happy. So I think it's great. Um, so, all right. So when did you actually start roasting and what attracts you on that side? And what, what are you currently doing? Because I actually don't even know. <laughs> so from judging <laughs> and teen, I'm like, right. what does he actually do at the moment? <laughs> Is he still a zest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I never work at Zest. Um, I know them. You are like well. a consultant? Nope. I um, oh. I'm just one of their coffee suppliers. Ah, uh -huh. well, okay. Because I was like, I thought it was a relationship. <laughs> I get you. I get you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing at the moment, um, mm. and I'm going back to your question, which was when I start roasting. Roast. Yeah. So what I do um, nowadays, I work for um, coffee. Uh, green bean supplier. It's called Three Brothers Coffee. 
Okay. Um, we are specialized in coffee from Brazil, of course, only. Of course. Um, we, um, I think I have a, a really good connection with the philosophy of the company, which is communication, relationship, coffee, share knowledge, education, um, all, all, all these just binds, you know, the coffee industry together. So I really connect uh, with um, three brothers. And yeah. of course, um, it's from Brazil. It, it's, it's kind of make me feel like I'm doing something for, you know, I'm working towards something bigger because we are a team, right? So uh, back to your question, I start roasting. Um, I did my first roasting back home in Brazil in 2006 when I start work for Santo Grão. That was the first roasting, but not really roasting. When I came to Australia, after working in, in two different cafes, I start working in this place called Blue Sky Coffee. And I was the um, QC manager, head barista. And uh, I was working together with the head roaster at that time. And he decided to leave. Another person, another person started working as, as a, a roaster and then he left as well. And then I ended up uh, starting roasting for the company. Gotcha. Okay. And um, basically from there, you just went up because you also uh, won, well, you also started competing um, in the roasting. You got a couple of high spots in the, in the Australian championship. So, what what what's your strategy behind that? What 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 what's your style? What are you after as far as roasting goes? You know, I had an amazing conversation already with some roasters who you know they all have their own way and of doing. What what's your take on roasting? Where you're at now? Um, yeah, uh, just before talking about roasting competition, Please. I did start uh, competing as barista first in 2010. And my first competition as a roaster was in 2016, 17, right? Uh, my, my, my vision is uh, I follow a purpose. I follow uh, something bigger than just competition, just win. My win is succeed in life. I, I, actually, I don't believe in it's like I compete to win. I compete to succeed. That's what I believe. And then your... Uh, your how can I say your win it's as for me it's just succeed in life or learn or collaborate so I think for for um, a coffee professional you just want to uh, connect to as much people as you can um, meet people from the coffee industry ask a question be curious uh, experiment a lot drink a lot of coffee, uh, experiment different flavor uh, in terms of not just coffee, so tea, wine, food. Develop your, your sensory skills, not just in coffee, because you get limited in terms of what you think uh, pineapple in coffee tastes like. So you need to go and taste pineapple as a fruit 
or as a dry fruit or as pineapple as an underripe fruit, overripe fruit. So you need to create a vocabulary for you and you need to experiment. So you taste, taste, work hard, stay focused, um, you know, uh, ask questions, connect with people, that sort of stuff. I really like that. And that's why another reason why I kind of, um, you know, reached out to have you on the show is because, I mean, I've been, I've been in coffee for a while and everywhere I go, uh, you know, for competition, I saw you at the, uh, you know, South Regional um, recently, um, mm -hmm. you know, mice and all these competitions. And, you know, I see you in videos, pictures, you with Caleb and, you know, all the others. And what I liked is that you don't seem to wear a flag, which is great. Um, I like that. But also, you kind of, you know, if you imagine a juggler, you know, you're, you're juggling a lot, of, a lot of balls at the same time, which is great. <laughs> A lot of, a lot of, Sometimes. no, which is great. A lot of people, a lot of people think, oh, you got to master one, two. That's okay. But I think in life, sometimes you can juggle 12, 15. If three, four, five, six fall because they fall out of your interest or you're no longer uh, into it or you're no longer able to do a certain job or, 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 or your hobby or passion or whatever it is, career, um, then you are all in in the one or two that you actually want you know for instance i'm just playing here but then you know you might become you know the you know you might start a distillery that produces uh, coffee only infused uh, uh, spirits but then in the front you also have a cafe in the morning but it's a it's a bar at night time and you also roast your own coffee. i don't know like do you know what i'm saying but if you don't try, then you don't know. And that's yeah. what I like. Well, uh, I think also everything is very linked. To be a better barista, you need to understand roasting, right? To be a better um, roaster, you need to understand farming and processing. So everything is linked. Uh, as I said before, more you understand the whole picture, a better professional you're going to be. It's like, uh, I, I see the coffee industry as a, a dish, right? Where there's uh, many hands uh, to produce the beautiful dish. That's the farmer, you know, is going to produce the raw material. That someone is going to, let's say a pasta is going to create that pasta, is going to build that pasta. That's you, you're going to uh, cook. That's someone's going to uh, build the oven for you to cook the pasta. Someone is going to create a plate. So I think the coffee industry is just like a dish. You need to, if you need to understand deep what you're doing, how can you improve things, you need to understand each part of the coffee chain. You need to get deep, understand, not like be specialist, but you need to study. You need to, uh, why? Ask, ask questions. Why? Why? I do this, uh, why I work in coffee industry, why I, I compete. And then you have how, how I'm going to fulfill my beliefs. And then what, what do I need to fulfill my beliefs to, to achieve my goals? So that's, I think it's very important for you to explore different experiences. And at the same time, you meet and connect 
with amazing people. And you realize, of course, you, you sometimes you like to do something more than another. But if you understand what's behind something you do before get you, you I'm pretty sure you know you're gonna have a better result and you're gonna have a better understand what you do. Yeah, you you obviously value a lot uh, time efficiency as far as go in terms of invested investing in timing. And uh, you remind me of a uh, one of the most amazing chefs that I worked with uh, when I was front house uh, barista manager. And uh, he once uh, you know we were chatting and he told me. Um, you know, he said, look, when I was young, what I did when I first came to Australia was like in the morning, I was doing, you know, working at a breakfast place. I was like, okay, that's cool. Then lunchtime, I was going and cook lunch in a, in a restaurant, like a fine dining restaurant with a certain type of cuisine. I was like, okay, that's cool. At night time, I would go to the third restaurant with a fine dining, modern Australia to cook dinner. He said, you know, I was working 15, 16, 18 hours a day, but not for money. It was to speed up the process of learning. Then eventually, you know, I've learned how to cook breakfast. I learned how to cook this. I learned how to cook that. All compressed. So then eventually he, you know, doubled down into his passion and, you know, catering, fine dining, catering, whatnot. But ultimately the, the relation, correlation with that is that Time investment is essential as well as far as learning quicker. Then, sure, you're a judge. You, you can taste tea. You can taste the pineapple. You can do roasting. Eventually, you might go and say, you know what? I put all my money on this, and that's okay because what, whatever you've done in the past, it's still relevant because it got you to where you are today. So I appreciate what you're saying, 100%. And it's 100%. not common. <clears throat> and it's not common. A lot of people... They're like, no, I want to be, uh, a vet, you know, I want to, and, you know, I'm going to do the usual example. I want to be a football player or soccer, as they call it here. And you can relate probably because uh, Brazil and Italy, we love, we love soccer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but we love yeah. it. Uh, you know, we got Pelé, Adriano, Roberto Carlos, you name it. Um, but a lot of times kids are conditioned because, you, you know, to work in football, it's not just about become the next Ronaldo, become the next Neymar. It's about, hey, you can be a journalist, you can be a blogger, you can be uh, a writer, you can be a commentator. You know, I love those Brazilian yeah, yeah. commentators that they go, oh, <laughs> they I can't go. even, you know, you know, the ones, you know, you can, you can, you can be, a, a, you can work as a physiotherapist or or in the medical field, but still related to sports medicine, a dietitian. Uh, you can have a little shop outside the stadium selling jerseys. You can have a, you know, 442 is a, one of the biggest soccer football pages on Instagram. You know, it's like they just built that and now they interview and have podcasts with famous players. So it's like, it's not just about one thing. So I appreciate what you're saying because I think people should explore more professions and areas within the same industry yeah you know? it's, it's, it's going to complement you as a coffee professional and as human being as well it's, it's not just 100%. about 
coffee or what you do is about like yourself, find yourself, find a purpose, a vision for your life, you know, and discover new things and meet amazing people. That's what about, um, you know, our industry is, is beautiful. We have amazing people. Uh, as I said, we're very lucky in Australia as well. We have one of the most amazing baristas, roasters. Um, we are lucky to import coffee from all over the world, taste everything. We are very lucky here. And I think uh, we have the opportunity to explore and don't waste your time. I think you have to be curious. You have to go and you have to ask questions. You have to experiment, connect, and, you know, and be grateful, of course. Be, be grateful for what you do and what you love and respect, respect the industry, the people you work around, respect the coffee, respect, um, you know, yourself. I think it's, um, it's a beautiful industry uh, to be with. I agree with you. And before I go to the next question, uh, hello, Habib. A big shout out to all the Indonesian followers. Uh, I love you guys. Like it's Indonesia is such a great country for coffee. Like most of, a lot of my followers are from Indonesia and we go back on that community sense. I have a lot of people from Indonesia and baristas reaching out and uh, it's beautiful to see how, and I hope that, you guys are safe because I know that with the virus in Indonesia is a little bit trickier at the moment. So, um, you know, just saying hello to Habib and all the others, but I can't keep up. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree, man. I think I think people should take value out of the things that we're we're saying now, and if they don't, they don't. That's okay. Um, it's complimenting, and people make this industry. Uh, all these other areas that you're exploring, they just complement the final product of Danny Andrade as a person. That's it. 100%. Really, 100%, you know. Um, so, okay. We're talking a lot. I'll not even, not even question, which is great. But you know, only 60 minutes. That's great. All right. Um, where are we going? I've got a few questions here. All right. So, let's do, let's, let's play here. If, okay. So, I'm actually very passionate about tea. Yeah. I'm not scared to say it in front of the crowds. Who cares? Like, I love tea. There's a shop in Melbourne, especially. to do a lot of good stuff. And, and the passion for tea was born because one of the owners of the cafe I used to work for was this Chinese man. And uh, he once told me, boil some water. I said, yeah, I boiled it. Give me a cup. He sprinkled some silver needles. Uh, it was actually white. You know, you know what yeah, that yeah. stuff is. And we started drinking, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, what the hell? Like, what is this? And he looks at me, and he smiles, and he says, well, this is such and such region, which, of course, of course I can't remember. And then he said, there are only 13 trees of this tea. That's why it costs this much per kilo. And I went like, what <laughs> so it's a whole it's a whole world you know it's like tea is not just the big brands and english breakfast or just green or you know the usual stuff you long like tea is really i put tea coffee and cocoa in the same family and wine i think these four are huge in terms of our palates how many flavors we can pick from tea or the others uh, kind of in the same bag. So how did you 
started into tea? Look, uh, as I said, I'm very curious and very passionate about flavors and find new things, right? But be very curious. You need to um, taste a lot of different things. Um, tea starts when I, of course, visit uh, Asian countries. The first country I visited was Japan. And you know when you have amazing tea, that's going to change your life as you have an amazing coffee, right? Yeah. And then you're going to be curious, like, wow, this is crazy. So for me, the connection between coffee and tea is because we share the same industry, right? We share the same industry. Tea and coffee are the top two most uh, uh, most of all drink, uh, drink uh, in the world. So people... Uh, drink tea and drink actually tea comes first than coffee coffee is, is the second so the 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 consume of tea and and coffee they are top they they the two tops in the world and then you starting asking questions why and then you start learning uh you know you you order tea from a different place and and start to understand I think uh, the tea helped me a lot to um, develop my my palate very, 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 uh, very well because it's very delicate flavors. And what about love tea is the aroma. Is uh, The tea was found for emperor in China in 5,000 years ago, right? So uh, it was something just happened and the, the leaf, uh, leaf just... Uh, you know, uh, follow through his body of water and he's like, wow, this aroma is incredible. I'm going to drink. So it was like uh, something just happened, just like coffee, uh, you know, with the, the, the story, you know. So tea, um, it's, it's special. It's very similar to coffee in relation to farming practices, processing. They have flavor wheel as well. Uh, they have different flavor. We have tea flavor in coffee. We have, you know, uh, some of the same flavors in tea and coffee. You see so many competitors using 100%. tea in competition. Um, it's very linked. I think the, we share the same industry. Each, like we know, as a barista, you have, uh, you know, brew tea before. Uh, when I talk about tea, it's like the... Camellia sinus tea, not just, you know, something like a herb. That's not tea. Real tea is like specialty coffee. It comes from a particular species. And then uh, what I love about tea also is the waste process, all different ways to process different types and all different ways to brew. So we, we, are, we are baby compared to coffee industry is a baby compared to, to tea because they like much ahead in terms of culture, tradition, but we, I think we much ahead in terms of uh, science and technology. Yeah. And uh, the tea is still like very traditional, but of course there's a lot of people working in, in, to elevate that, that like the coffee industry. Yeah, I think, um, no, you're right. And look, I, my first, uh, I was lucky to work uh, at a shop where uh, we were ordering uh, 90 plus. Uh, and for everyone listening, 
we are actually getting Joseph from 90 plus on the show in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be another yeah. interesting conversation. Um, and I was drinking one of their coffees as a V60. And it was one of my first filter experiences. And back then I used to drink a lot of tea. Uh, and for me, the jasmine flavor was like, you know, that was, like, that was something that I was very familiar with because we don't have those flavors back home. In Italy, it's just like black tea with lemon or milk. That's all. That's it. And most is lemon anyway. So I developed the taste for jasmine. And as I was drinking this V60, I was super confused because, like you said, we have tea flavors in coffee. And that's exactly what happened with that special coffee. And look, very expensive, uh, but it was just drinking the cup of tea. But instead of being white, it was, you know, uh, uh, it's not really brown, but, you know, it's like a light caramel color. And I was like, wow, this tastes like jasmine. So I 100% respect that. I think the difference is probably the major differences also as far as the ritual. I was lucky to experience a full Chinese tea ritual I call it ritual because it felt like a ritual. You know, it was like an experience. I was like, oh, wow, holy cow. Like, this is like full on, you know. I think that tea has limitations as far as, um, as far as commercial goes. Um, of course, you got your uh, bubble cups and more commercial, uh, you know, drinks and beverages. Uh, but with coffee in a cafe, you have a variety of items. So with tea, you can have a lot of single origins, same with coffee, but with tea, you're kind of restricted on what you can drink because you are, but you're not. But with coffee, I feel it's more advanced because we got, you know, all your items, flat white, espresso, uh, cappuccino, and it keeps going up, and then you can do the cold drinks and all of it. Uh, with tea, you can, but you kind of can't. Like, it's like... I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Like, there's a lot of options. You can make iced tea. I get it. You can make it with foam, and you can make it with sugar and play with it. But I think that on a commercial point of view, you go to a shop, and usually it's like a lot of coffee items, and tea is just like, okay, what flavor do you want? It's not like, oh, how do you want me to make that tea? So I think that tea can grow in that regards as well, potentially. Uh, yeah, that that comes to to culture. If you go to um, to China and or visit a um, uh, tea farm, you going you're going to learn a lot of different worlds, a lot of different uh, options in terms of flavor. Um, I think the culture in Australia is more coffee. That's why we don't have that um, variety of teas. Uh, as I said, when I talk. With Tea, I talk about like real tea, not just herbs. Oh, and sorry. What, what I meant is like uh, options as far as the, the, the beverage yep. type. Yep. Not like flavors. Yeah, I get it. You know, you can, you know, it's about ordering five, six, seven. You know, you could have a single origin. I mean, it's all single origin, yep. but you can have single origin tea uh, that changes uh, every month, but it's going to be a tea Yeah. versus a coffee. Okay. I want that coffee, but then it's like, how do you want it? That's like, you know, you got technology involved, like, you know, okay, it's going to be a manual brew, it's going to be through a machine, it's going to be uh, with milk, without milk, extraction. There's a lot more, I guess, options. That's what I'm trying to say. In terms of flavors, you're right. You know, tea is, a, there's so many flavors, I get you. 
It was more the type of beverages that you can make with that. That's all I was going with, yeah. Yes, more, more limited, of course, um, as, as far as compared to coffee. But you, you, um, as, uh, as far as you're talking about tea, specialty tea, it's very limited as specialty coffee, right? Not everyone yeah. drinks specialty coffee. And um, when we're talking about coffee for blends, they, they specialty, but they, um, in, on the lowest spectrum of, of specialty, to, to understand flavor, to understand um, the, the work behind the producer, the roaster, we're going to drink a filter, we're going to drink espresso, uh, we're going to drink that small coffee with milk, it's going to you know, give that experience. So it's, uh, of course, tea is more limited, and of course the culture in relation to tea in Australia or in different countries, they're completely different. 100%. And I, look, I, I mean, like I said, I, you know, there's some shops here which are really good, like the expensive stuff and uh, the seasonal different grades of matcha and you go with the oolong and white white tea. And uh, no, I get it. I think, I think tea has a huge spectrum as far as flavor goes. It's like cupping, you know, it's like so many coffee to cup. And you know, you wouldn't drink you wouldn't drink a ninety plus coffee as a flat white. I mean, some people do, but I, I yeah. personally, um, I think you know absolutely. So, I think what happens is our palate has so much potential when it comes to all beverages that we haven't even explored all of it. Even cocoa, I was reading somewhere. There's like over 50,000 type of flavors, like something crazy that we haven't even started exploring with cocoa, you know, and yeah. cocoa is even lowering the spectrum as far as like specialty because it's like, in there's a few places where they brew and do like a V60 with cocoa. And it's like amazing. It's, it's a yeah, crazy yeah. experience. But you think chocolate, you think a bar of, you know, Lind or Cadbury or whatnot, or, or, you know, a hot chocolate. So I get you. I get what you're saying. So I think that tea should be another area where it should be explored and it has potential to grow as well in australia so tea coffee roasting palettes what's because geez it's already all right what's next on danny's planet for you i know there's virus but like what's next on your planet well um different projects um, the, the, my main project is um, develop um, the company I work with before. I feel like it's my, my company as well because every, <laughs> every place uh, I work for and I, I feel like, you know, I, I belong and I, I treat that place as, as mine. So my, my first project is uh, developing a communication between producer and roaster, barista, consumer. As I said, the communication uh, sometimes it gets faded. So when we talk about communication, if I, uh, we know it's no ball, right? We, we say something to someone after goes to, from 20 people, that message is going to be completely different. So my, my project with uh, Three Brothers Coffee is developed the coffee culture from Brazil overseas. For, for the producer's point of view, for them to understand the market, 
the market is completely different, for example, in Asia, uh, let's say in China and Australia, for example, where they, they have different culture, different polity, they, they eat different food compared to us. So, for example, uh, over-fermented coffee for them, it's incredible. Oh, it's an amazing experience for us. It's not as clean. So the, the work I've been doing with Three Brothers is to understand the market and communicate back to the producers and to communicate that back to the roaster. So we are really, uh, it's, it's not very easy uh, work to do because uh, we have miscommunication between us, between two roasters or between a uh, roaster barista, right? I think the, the, uh, that lack of communication, because we can connect with people. We can connect. Nowadays, we can connect, but we, we cannot, uh, we sometimes don't communicate properly. Like that's um, what I see positive in, 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 in today, what happened is uh, the communication uh, between people because we we are at home in quarantine. We start doing uh, live chats, start uh, sharing knowledge, you know, uh, talking about your philosophy, your purpose, um, how you brew your coffee. So we start communicating more. I think it's um, the positive thing about what's happening now is is that communication. That's my big project and, of course, developed um, as much as I can in Australia and in Brazil a better communication. And, of course, I have, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan and believer in, in processing methods. So I, I love processing methods. Um, I actually finishing my plantation here at home with 16 trees. <laughs> That that was missing my yeah that was missing my uh, to to close the cycle of what I learned and parts of the coffee industry I worked for, and it was just missing to own a coffee farm. It's very expensive. I can't. I'm just gonna do it at home, and I'm gonna have fun with that. Makes sense. I think with communication, it's yeah, you set yourself a big challenge, which is good. I think a, a lot comes down to. Um, expectations you know owning a social media agency which is communication is constant um, even in a simpler industry like social media which is more simple than than coffee social media it's all about what does the consumer or the audience want create it and produce it and distribute it so it's, 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 it's actually simple but it just changes by the minutes What's the coolest yeah. platform? What's the, you know? Well, but let's not get into that media conversation because that's you know kind of separate. Uh, but media and communication agency, because I know another guy who used to own a media agency where they would literally have a team and say, let's call a big company like you know Telstra or Qantas, like okay, we want to understand what people are saying about us. So they, you know they would build huge reports on a monthly basis, and there's a huge amount of work and research and team effort i think communication with farms is like it's 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 next level which is cool it's cool that you're setting up yourself such a high challenge for sure because i think yeah you know you got the language barrier but then you also have a language barrier between coffee shops you know you walk down the street and it's like you go to 10 shops you talk to 10 different owners 
and they're all going to tell you 10 different things what they want out of coffee. You know, once you're like, oh, I want a better price or, oh, I want better training or, or no, I want it more punchy. No, man, it's too punchy. I don't want it bitter. I want it sweet. You know how it is because it's such a variety mm-hmm. of flavors and so many components. And then, you know, it's like, then you hop on a plane and you come to Melbourne. It's like you go to another 10 shops and you're like, oh, my God. So, <laughs> um, But I think communication is extremely important, especially, and it's easier. I'm, I'm asking and saying this between straight from roaster to farm because then it's like at least you kind of removing you know when you say 50 people from one to 50 and the message changes at least there is like you know once you understand what one roaster wants and what language the farmer is speaking in terms of coffee language at least you only got two elements which is still you can have miscommunication between two people but i think you kind of dissection the process for sure yeah and you're gonna have those people uh like for example uh, three brothers coffee we we really focus in relationship coffee people so we uh sometimes you need you need someone you know to to connect those people because uh as i said is uh, it's it's a beautiful industry but the communication um, is not very strong. Um, and, and, and as you said, you're going to have different cafes looking for different things. That's amazing. Because when you think about production in a coffee farm, let's say in a really good coffee farm, healthy trees, 70% of that production, it's going to be the coffee for your blend. Yeah. not a high-grade coffee. For sure. You're going, you're going to have commodity coffee in any farm in the world unless, you know, the percentage is going to change, but um, uh, the, the way the farm works, or, or if, if they were to, to just produce high quality, the cost is going to go up. So I think 99% of the coffee producers, they, um, they, have, they work towards to that, that particular part of the coffee chain where the, let's say the volume goes, which is our flat white or latte or cappuccino. Of course. Uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 what I was thinking also is like, like how are you going to manage, uh, it's a big question in terms of time, and I know you're a busy man, but especially if you've got 16 coffee trees in the, in the backyard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but because um, like what I, what what I would find very interesting on how you're going to overcome the challenge of seasonal pickers because you know I was talking to um, Rubens a couple of days ago and he was talking about his project in Uganda and his major challenge about communication you know and if he's listening or watching this will find interesting your answer is that he also wants the pickers to pick the cherries in a certain way based on his final result that he wants to achieve but the problem that he's facing with that is that every season uh the pickers change some of them maybe not but then it's like you know because then it's not just a communication between the two continents it's also communication between uh the the owner of the farm or the the head picker to train and communicate with the seasonal pickers and workers to say okay this is how we're going to do it this year 
Yeah, that's a, a really hard work to do. Uh, first of all, um, I would say you need to believe in yourself. When you believe in yourself, people believe in you. And also you need to work with people. They, they believe what you believe. You know, it, that's, that's a, a, a big good start. Or you need to really show, you need to really uh, work hard to um, explain in a simple way, you know, uh, how the coffee industry is out there. And then yeah. you, you, people, they're going to make choices. Uh, it's not a really easy job to do. Uh, I think everyone uh, working towards different purposes or different um, dreams. But uh, in, in terms of, of pickers, uh, in terms of farmers, they always like to follow tradition as well. 90% of the coffee farms in Brazil, they, no, I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to follow that tradition. And you can find a customer for that particular farm. You can find. So I, I think it's, you, you need to, to find uh, in each category what the farmer or where the producer or where the roaster or where the barista it's uh, it's it's in the in, in in the in the coffee industry or 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 in the what what's their dreams and uh, what they want to achieve so I think there will be many different types of relationships not all relationships is going to be the same you're going to achieve amazing results in one farm you're going to achieve medium results in a farm as long as as long as you're collaborating and then you proving people's lives, improving coffee quality, um, you know, give back to the industry, 100%. you're happy. Man, I think that's a beautiful way to close it. I mean, and we go back to what, what you shared in the beginning and what, what I'm passionate about, which comes down to people, um, you know, whether it's, you know, especially coffee, but tea, coffee, um, that's that's really the common you know uh, that common factor that defines us the connections connection between now that you and i've created and next time that you come down to melbourne i come up to queensland we we, we kind of yeah. catch up and have a cup of coffee in, in real life um and and sharing information and knowledge and it's just people people make most industry okay fair enough but I think people truly make the coffee industry and the tea industry uh, to to a different level because from the tree all the way to the cup because the farmer talks to the pickers, the pickers talk to the farmer, the farmer talks to uh, the green bean buyer, the green bean buyer talks to the roaster. You know, I don't need to go all the way to the chain, but basically there's always people involved. So it's beautiful. So th thank you for sharing that. Really, um, really, really hard work. I think it's yeah. uh, when we all understand this in a in a, a different angle because you need to be out to understand i think the coffee industry is going to be much better for everyone and fair that's even yeah that's our <laughs> uh, thanks danny i mean uh, unfortunately instagram will probably pop up soon that 30 seconds countdown here it is 29 um thank you i'm, I'm super super grateful that you came on board good to meet yes. you thank you uh, i hope you know, things go well in Queensland soon and we'll be able to catch up and meet very soon, man. 
Thank, Thank you, you very much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. No we worries. should do this and again I, in a couple of weeks. Just to finalize here, um, teamwork, it's what leads to success. And my wife have 